Dear stable coins, we're so glad you exist. You make it easier for people to buy and sell cryptocurrencies. You bring confidence and trust to the markets, and you're just so darned handsome. But when one of your own goes rogue and decides to not be stable, well, we just don't like it. Tether, we're talking to you, young man. You had one job, and now we're not sure you can live up to the adjective stable. So you are in timeout while we cover this week's news and figure out what to do with you. Hope it'll give you plenty of time to think about what you've done wrong as we release the bad news episode number 195 of the Bad Crypto Podcast. Five, four, three, two, one, two, Who's bad? And another week has flown by, and it is the Bad News episode of the Bad Crypto Podcast. I'm Joel Kahn. He's Travis Wright. Both of us still on the other side of the world. And I guess depending where you are, it might be the same side of the world, but we're on the other side from where we usually are. That is true. And you know what? This is pretty convenient for us because it's the evening time here. It's daytime over there, but we're both literally in the same time zone. It's nine o'clock here, Kiev time, nine o'clock Moscow time, or I guess St. Petersburg, where you are right now. <laughs> oh man! Uh, actually, whenever you were in Moscow and I'm in Kiev, it's just about an hour. Like if I was to drive there, it would just take me about an hour longer to get to Moscow than it would take me to get to Denver. So we're we're pretty much about <laughs> the same distance away that we normally are, which is funny to me. Very nice. Uh, I got to tell you, St. Petersburg is beautiful. Uh, some of these buildings here, there's a lot of color in the city. Moscow was, you know, beautiful and fascinating in its own way, but it's such a big city. Yeah, I think there's something like 13 million people in the, you know, the, the prime part of Moscow and then the outlying areas, another 17 million, so 30 million people. Um, St. Petersburg, but Moscow kind of felt drab there wasn't as a lot of color here in st petersburg you know you got yellow buildings and pink buildings and blue buildings and green buildings and you know mixed in with your gray and your your red brick and uh, it's just it's colorful and it's uh, it's really gorgeous yes it's uh i've never been so i can't really say about say that but uh, cool 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 for you for being in such a cool awesome place although we're both in really awesome places today actually i was in the um, the president's mansion in in ukraine it's like a I don't know how many how many acres it is, but it's huge. And apparently the president of Ukraine like stole all this money from the government, built this huge complex. And then the government, then people were trying to lynch him. And then he bailed to Russia and he just left this huge, amazing estate that now is like this museum and tourist attraction, which actually makes them money, which is funny. I think I think I ran into him here on the street today. Well, that was nice. I hope uh, I I hope you said cuss words to him in Russia. I, I don't know any. I don't know any. <laughs> I could say him in English, and he'd just look at me and thought I was probably asking for assistance. Anyway, this is the this show. Is bad news. Yeah, this is bad news, man. Let's get to the news, man. God. 
crypto curious, crypto serious, all those things. We're blockchain blackheads. Let's see, crypto clowns. We Google stuff so you don't have to. Over 6.5 uh, million downloads. That's pretty sweet. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Follow, subscribe, share. Okay, I think I've gone through the, the checklist there. Let's uh, talk about the clear poll, bad crypto poll of the week. We did uh, last week's poll in the clear poll app, which you should have downloaded by now, either for iOS or Android, was which is your favorite exchange? And I'm I'm surprised, Mr. Travis Wright, based on the conversation we had beforehand, I did not think that it would turn out this way. I was expecting something else. You know, I think I was too, because... You know, what is your, you know, which exchange is your favorite exchange? We asked them and it was like Bitrix, Bitfenix, uh, Coinbase, Binance, Kraken, Poloniex, KuCoin, and others. And pretty amazing is the one that we thought was going to win got third place. Yeah, only 9.63% of the vote was for Coinbase. The uh, the runner-up was KuCoin with just shy of 20% of the vote, but the winner was Binance. 48% of those of you who voted said Binance is your favorite exchange. And Polonix, none. Zero votes. Yeah. People, like uh, Other got more. Yeah, <laughs> Other got like 12% of the votes. Polonix, it's like everybody hates Polonix. Yeah. So, so suck it, Polonix. Yeah, screw it. Eat, eat, a, eat yeah. a bag of crypto. Yeah. <laughs> so we, we have a new question. question. Yeah. Yeah, let, let's talk about what's the question for this week. Okay, so there's a lot of debates on how, you know, how people, you know, use Bitcoin, right? Are people using it for purchases in the real world? Are you trading it and just using it strictly to trade and buy other crypto? Or are you hodling it? So this week's question is, do you use your Bitcoin for purchases, trading, or hodling? We know Mr. Joe Com uses it for hodling. I hodl it mostly. I do some trading and I have actually done some purchases. But what do you primarily use it for? We'd love to know. Go online, download the Clear Poll app, and you know, you will see us under the featured votes, the polls available, and go ahead and click on that and answer that. And actually, you earn crypto for participating in these polls. So mm-hmm. uh, I believe that's how it works. So go there and download the app and have some fun, answer some polls and earn a little bit of cryptos along the way, Mr. Joel yeah, and you can learn more about how ClearPoll works, clearpoll.com, and I think polltokens.io is the site that talks about how the tokens actually work. But if you haven't downloaded it yet, go in there, again, look for the featured um, surveys, and the survey is only up for about 72 hours from the time that the episode comes out, so make sure you get in there quickly so you can make your opinion known. We want to hear from you that way. All right, let's get to the news. I hope you guys were buckled in this week because the roller coaster hit and people did not know what was going on. The crypto went up super fast and then came down just as super fast. And what happened? Yeah, we opened up Coin Market Cap and taking a look. As of right now, which is October 17th when we're recording this, Bitcoin is $6,553. Although it really depends on which exchange that you're looking at. We'll touch we'll touch base on that here shortly. Ethereum, $207. Uh, XRP is at $0.47. Cents. Bitcoin Cash, $447. EOS, $5.40. Stellar, $0.24. Cents. Litecoin is at $0.53. Cents, or excuse me, $53.00. That would be a, that would be yeah, big news. That's a buy. That's big. a buy signal right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
And you know how we always talk about how Tether is right at a dollar. Well, today, Mr. Joelcom, Tether is at 96.9 cents. Mm, Tether, you you are in trouble. We're going to have to talk about why that is and, and how Tether messed with the markets. In fact, if you look at the crypto market charts for a seven-day graph, you'll see they go whoop, whoop. Like it's just this weird thing that takes place, and uh, Tether is to blame. Tether is to blame. So on the exchange Bitfinex, Bitcoin this week actually surged up to seventy five hundred dollars, and because Tether, there's 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 uh, you know people are having they're losing faith in Tether as a stablecoin. And the real price of Bitcoin really right now is at $6,500, right? But so the fact is that so many people were moving out of Tether and into Bitcoin on Bitfinex, it actually increased the price by over $1,000. And so when that actually when that happened, the real price of Bitcoin was around $6,700. So that was an $800 premium. And the reason is, is Tether is not has not been audited. They're having problems with their audit. There's supposed to be $1 in reserve for every one tether that there is on the exchanges. And most people don't believe that to be the case. They think that they're just creating tether out of thin air, sort of like, you know, the U.S. dollar is and other fiat currencies are around the world. And so this was a big problem. People were freaking out about this. And tether now, you know, people think right now, if you're looking at the tether price at 97 cents, essentially, People think that there's a 3% chance the Tether's going to crash. It's not worth a dollar right now. It, it actually went as low as 94 cents. That's 6% off from you know the $1 peg it's supposed to be at. And for a stable coin, that would be an indicator of being unstable. And it does mm-hmm. not create trust in the, in the marketplace. And so this was only on Bitfinex, though, not on the other exchanges. So it's uh, been determined that at the time of the the writing of the article that we're going to link to on CCN.com, the real price of Bitcoin was $6,700. But look at the chart for the the day that's embedded in the article, and you'll see the craziness that happened. It It was definitely crazy. And you know what? We have lots of conversations about this every week. Something crazy seems to happen, right? But um looks like... You know, it's it's Tether. There's been a big problem with Tether for a very long time. And that's why there's been so many other stable coins that have been popping up, right? True USD, the Gemini dollar, uh, PAX is one. We also had Reserve on recently. And there are some other uh, stable coins out there as well that are pegged to, you know, to the $1 or pegged into other things. And so Tether is going to lose. It looks like it's losing its grip on the leader in being the top st- the top stable coin because people don't have faith in it. It's it's unstable now, Mr. Joelcom. Mm. Well, Tether is not the only thing that people are upset about in the crypto space. There's a lot of people that are upset about how the Fed is treating cryptocurrency, and they're they're just not happy with the Fed in general. You know, the interest rates going up. I don't think the president is happy with the Fed. And somebody installed a giant inflatable Bitcoin rat on Wall Street, and they faced it towards the Federal Reserve Bank. This is pretty funny. You got to see the picture of this. Uh, go to the show notes, badco.in forward slash 195 to for links to the show notes with all these stories. Uh, and this one you're going to want to click on to see this giant white 
inflatable Bitcoin rat sitting in front of the Fed. Yeah, and I, I also I also want to say this because you just touched on something about you said the president's not really a fan of the Fed. Yeah, he actually said uh, yesterday that the Fed is his biggest threat because it's raising rates too fast. And I'll actually link an article to uh, CNPC, and uh, you can actually see that there. Did you see where he also mentioned that he thinks we should go back to the gold standard? Interesting. I guess you didn't see that. I, I, you know what? I don't. I don't necessarily think that's a bad idea it needs to be pegged to something yeah because right now it's pegged to nothing it's pegged on government trust and who really trusts the government not a lot of people trust the government and then again the federal reserve is not even a government agency we've covered that in other articles and other episodes and other shows it's not a federal agency it's a privately owned uh banking system that's ran by a trust you know a group of very elite banking families, and that's how it is. That's how it's set up. But it's called the Federal Reserve Bank to basically fool everyone into thinking that it's a federal agency. It was done with that intent. So, yeah, big problem. So the Federal Reserve Bank might be seeing some scrutiny. And, in fact, they've never been audited. <laughs> I would love to see an audit to see exactly how much money is in circulation. I bet we would be blown away. You can't handle the truth. You know what? I can handle it more than most, I believe. That's because you woke, Mr. Travis Wright. You know what? I'm kind of woke right now, but it's getting late and I'm a little sleepy. You're wokish. Here's a story from the country that <laughs> I, I am woke. currently in right now. This is on Cointelegraph.com. A Russian man has been accused of hacking public servers to mine Bitcoin and now faces up to five years in prison. He's a 21-year-old from a city in Siberia which I would imagine is a pretty remote place. He was using government-owned servers to illegally mine Bitcoin, and he has been caught, and he could face up to five years in prison if they find him guilty. Not a good idea to uh, hack Not and use idea. government servers to mine your Bitcoin. Uh, um, also out of Russia is... Um, one of the funniest videos that we've seen in a long time, Mr. Joe Combs sent it to me. He goes, have you seen the post that I put today? And I was like, no, I have not. And he's like, oh, my gosh, you got to see this. This is the latest Ghanem style. And it's the Skibidi. 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 Boom. Boom. Ice. And I had no idea when I watched it. I'm like, I, you know, I saw this thing. It was about 7 million <laughs> the time that i had seen it on facebook and i shared it now it's like 40 million and uh, not not attributed to me obviously it's just something that's gone viral and i watched and i thought this is the most ridiculous ludicrous video and i love it and i need to watch it again and i need to share it and turns out there's a band here in russia called the little big and they do these wacky things and they make wacky videos and they make these infectious songs and they actually played live they do concerts and uh maybe we go ahead and either link to the video so you guys can see it or embed it in the show notes but totally unrelated to cryptocurrency but if you just want to have a good laugh and smile and uh and you know lose three minutes and 15 seconds out of your life that you'll never get back this isn't a bad way to do it mm -hmm. well i tell you that it's one of the funniest things and it's one of those song worms that get stuck in your head and especially when you see the way they're dancing it's funny, and you go, eh, that's stupid. Until you actually try to do the dance while singing the song, it is funny. And now there's this new skibbity challenge where there's all these people making this videos. I have not laughed so hard 
in so long because once I watched the skibbity guy kind of going through his day and he's all serious and he's doing the skibbity dance, and then I was like, but I want to see skibbity guy go to go to his office, right? I want to see skibbity D guy, you know, like go to the grocery store and skibbity guy. Like I want to see the further adventures of skibbity guy, right? And uh, so that's what the skibbity challenge is: is these guys doing uh, other stuff in different scenarios? Freaking hilarious. And on the same continent with Russia comes some other news. Of course, China is the leader in Bitcoin mining. It's said that the Chinese mining pools control more than 70% of the Bitcoin network's collective hash rate. That is a whole lot of hashing going on right there. And apparently, the Trump White House is worried about this. Uh, a Ripple Labs executive suggested that the U.S. administration is becoming interested in Ripple XRP adoption to offset China's Bitcoin strength, which could be really, really good for Ripple. Because you don't, you don't mine Ripple. There's no mining. Uh, so it can't, be, it can't be foreign controlled. Yeah. Well, it can't be foreign controlled, but, you know, Ripple owns, you know, 60% of the XRP supply. So it's a very centralized cryptocurrency. And so I personally don't hold any Ripple because of that. I don't like the fact that Ripple holds 60% of the XRP. They have it in this like sort of trust thing that they're going to release whenever. And it just seems like at any time they can release some of that, which would most likely tank the price. However, you know, they did have their swell conference in San Francisco last month and Bill Clinton was there. We talked about that. I did not have sexual relations with crypto. And uh, he did. He totally did. He totally raped the crypto. Oh, my and, God. Uh, did you... <laughs> <laughs> wow. Infowars.com. Uh, no. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so Ripple actually went up. XRP actually went up over 100% back in September. So there's some there's some good stuff with it. I mean, you either like Ripple or you don't like Ripple. There's no, like, kind of like Ripple. It's, it's kind of like you. You either like Travis or you don't like Travis. <laughs> That's true. It's like you either like Travis or you used to like Travis. Right. <laughs> oh, by the way, super funny. You uh, You were at an event in Kiev. And you met some guys there, and then they posted a photo on Instagram with you. And in the photo, it said it was great to meet legend at Joel Com. You know, podcasting <laughs> legend. They, they tagged you as me. They thought you were me. Yeah, that's hilarious. Yeah, that was actually that was actually I went over. I was in Prague, and I had an had an event there, and I was walking through. The um, the city square, which is beautiful. If you've never been to Prague, if you want to go see a badass old world city, Prague is, in my estimation, you know, the world's most beautiful city, I think, that I've been to. I've been to Paris. I liked Paris. Paris is getting a little trashy. It's getting dirty. and Because um, it's weird seeing people walking around with guns everywhere, you know, like military yeah. people. So you you obviously cool have used been to, to uh, Detroit, Michigan. I mean that that's a, that's a beautiful city, right? That's a really beautiful city. But I love Prague because like you can just walk everywhere, and they just have cobblestones everywhere on the sidewalks and the roads. It's just so beautiful. So I was walking across the the, the, the old town city square, and uh, it was in the evening, and I hear Travis, Travis Wright, and I turned around, and he goes, Travis Wright, oh, he goes, bad crypto man, I love bad. Crypto. They were they were from they were from uh, England, so they're actually launching a. The first exchange that allows people to trade uh, in um, the, the British sterling pound, right? So, it, so he goes, hey, man, he goes, you actually, we're doing an ICO project right now. It's called Get FIFO and uh, FIFO, fiat in, fiat out. It's the first company apparently that allows you to 
put in British pounds and then actually get out British pounds. Like a lot of times you can put in British pounds, but you can't actually get them out for some reason or whatever. But uh, so we had a little conversation and they said, man, we love the show, blah, blah, blah. And they said, can we take a picture? And the, yeah. And then they took a picture and then they put it online and they, they tagged you and then you sent it to me. And when I saw that, dude, I busted up laughing like harder than I have laughed in a long time because it was just so funny. And then I busted the guy's balls. I'm like, yeah, yeah, nice, yeah, thanks. Sincerely, not Joel Kahn. Yes, Travis. So those of you that don't know, if you're look, if you've never seen us, Travis is the one that wears the Kansas City hat all the time. Mm-hmm. I'm the good looking one. Okay, he's he's the yeah. one with the the hat. So <laughs> Joel's the Joel's Joel's the old one. Right. I'm the dude who wears a, a blue Kansas City Royals hat. Or you know what? I have like 50 different Royals hats, so it's a Royals hat. Right. Most of the time. Some KC hat, some Royals hat. So anyway, uh, okay. Let's see. Back on track here because that was a nice little uh, rabbit uh, trail little, we little we went on there. A little little banter. So let's check out what's happening in Kenya. This is another story from Coin Telegraph, and I love seeing news like this because the, you know one of the points of blockchain technology is improving people's lives how do we use blockchain to make a positive difference in a significant way and what they're doing is the the Kenyan government intends to use blockchain in a new affordable housing project and they want to use the technology to manage government housing of 500,000 units yeah, it's, it's interesting. And so you talk about, you know, blockchain technology, is this a fad? When you start seeing countries and governments adopting it for their government operations, right? It's not going away, folks. I mean, here you see Kenya, they're using this to, to manage a project here, 5,000 you know, housing units. And more countries are using, you know, blockchain technology in other areas of their, of their government. And businesses are using it in areas of their business. And all different companies are being built on it. And is this going away, Mr. Joel Com? Does it seem to you like something that's a fad? I mean, you're a, you're a futurist. You've been you've seen technology come and go. You know, is is blockchain a fad? Well, you know, that's a rhetorical question because you know how I I feel about it. And again, blockchain technology to me feels a lot like it felt when I built my first website back in 1995, and I'm sticking by it. And there's all kinds of, well, you know, in governments, uh, sometimes people like to slide a little money in their own pockets. And using blockchain to ensure that housing will be distributed to people who deserve it, that are in this program, and to deal with potential crime you know, people slipping money off the table, blockchain solves that problem because everything is fully trackable. You know, you can't you can't siphon it off with blockchain without getting busted. Yep, that's so true. It's so interesting. You know, that's one thing that a lot of governments don't actually want that. I think, you know, it's like <laughs> they don't like transparency. Right. I mean, do you think the Ukrainian president would have liked would have, would have liked transparency when he was siphoning all this money off and building this huge, this huge mega, you know, mansion ranch thing that he built here in the Ukraine? No, they don't normally want it. But we the people do. And so, you know, I, I think that um, it's slowly but surely getting there. And we're seeing things happen in other countries as well. You know, just a quick mention here that Coinbase is opening up an office in uh, Dublin, Ireland. That it'd be top of the morning to you, Bitcoin. Top of the morning to you. Yeah. So there you go. Coinbase is opening up an office in Ireland. 
which I think is going to be good for the area because I know that uh, our good friend Stuart Rogers has a Coinbase account. He was like, for the longest time, he could never actually get any of his crypto out. He was trying to convert it back and he was having so much problems with it because the you know Coinbase does not allow them to you know send money you know convert Bitcoin into fiat and then export it there in in mm-hmm. Britain so you know hopefully this will help them out you know because Coinbase in Ireland maybe that will help out the region I don't know how do you pronounce this exchange H U O B I is it Huobi Hobi Huobi Huobi Wabi Hobi Hobi Huobi yeah you remember the movie uh, uh, Mr Mom. Yeah. He had the had the wooby. Yeah, I think it's kind of the wooby. Wooby. Well, here this actually I, I, this ties into our lead story about Tether. Uh, Hubi is the fifth largest crypto exchange now, and they're listing four U.S. dollar backed stable coins, following in the footsteps of OKX that did something similar. They're adding Paxo Standard, which is the Pax token, True USD. Uh, USDC, the USD coin, and the Gemini dollar, which is Gemini's new uh, stable coin, the GUSD. And so, you know, again, Tether doesn't own the space. They have, but they they don't anymore because there are no choices. Mm-hmm. And shout out to John, who's the social content specialist out there. He's been chatting with us about, uh, you know, finding ways to – he's like, we really want you guys to write for us over here at Huwabi or however you pronounce it. But uh, we're like, eh, we're going we're gonna to keep doing bad crypto. Maybe we have somebody from Hubi on, on uh, bad crypto so we can actually figure out how to, how to pronounce Hubi it. Hubi doo Ruby, Ruby, Okay, Ruby. Okay. <laughs> And we would have gotten away with it, too, if it wasn't from you meddling kids. <laughs> More government blockchain news here. This across uh, the pond back in our, our nation, in the United States of America, West Virginia is pushing ahead with a blockchain voting experiment. They are going to deploy blockchain-based voting application for elections in November. And there are, of course, some people that are opposed to it. But in spite of this opposition, they believe that moving to a digital voting system will be good for citizens. They want to encourage voter participation at every level through a safe, secure, and accurate system. I love to see this. It makes us so nice. Well, you know, this is this was the entree point for us even having these discussions, right? I mean, whenever I wrote that article in Huffington Post back in December of 2016, you know, I said, "What do we need? We need blockchain when voting. Do we need it. We everybody, we need it now." You know, I was actually in San Francisco one day, and um, I was at this thing. It was called the Weird Festival, and it it was in San Francisco, and it was really weird. It was like in 2013. And this guy was walking around. He had these really hilarious glasses on, like they were like, um, um, what is that, steampunk? And he had this hilarious hat on. He actually looked like he was from the 1800s. He was carrying around this sign, and he goes, what do we want? Time travel. When do we want it? It's irrelevant. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. That So good to see West Virginia moving forward with that. Uh, You know, some other optimistic news is the uh, president of the World Bank. His name is Jim Yong Kim. He has stated that he has stated that distributed ledger technology has quote huge potential and that the World Bank should keep pace with innovative technologies. He, uh, he said that recently at the World Bank's annual meeting in Bali, Indonesia on October 11th. Way to go. 
Jim Yong Kim. He's right, you know. Which is different from Kim Jong Il. Those very, totally different guys. Yeah, but he said, we talked about cryptocurrencies, but we think the distributed ledger has huge potential. And we issued the first blockchain bond in August where we created, allocated, transferred, and managed the whole bond through blockchain technology. Now, here's one of those paradigms, Mr. Joel Kahn. That's 20 cents, right? You have, well, you, that's true. Paradigm is, 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 is 20 cents there, but that's a nice dad, dad crypto joke. But um, very nice. Yeah. But the problem I have with this is like, here is the International Monetary Fund, the World Bank. These are the world's centralized banking systems that are sort of oppressed us financially for since for over 100 years. Right. I mean, the, the Federal Reserve Bank's been around since two, since 1913. And so do we really care if these big banks are adopting it and utilizing it? Because we want a decentralized system we want a decentralized world we want to take powers away from the big you know conglomerates and the big powerful organizations that kind of control all this and then they're coming in and adopting it you know that's to me a double-edged sword mr joel com it's kind of good maybe that'll make the price go up i don't know but i'm thinking long term and we want to have a decentralized world we don't we don't we don't want certain bankers we don't want a guy who's the president of the World Bank to be like, oh, and then this price of blah, blah, blah. Like, I don't care. I don't want there to be a president of my crypto, just like with Bitcoin. There's no president. There's no CEO. There's no headquarters I'm going to. I don't want there to be a headquarters. No crypto HQ. Power to the people, Mr. Power to the people. You know, Jack Ma has chimed okay. in on this. Jack Ma, of course, is the chairman of Alibaba, which is huge company over there in uh, in Asia and he has said that he is paying special attention to bitcoin and blockchain tech and the potential of establishing a cashless society now china is almost completely cashless anyway you know over there they use alipay and they buy coffee and whatever with a tap of their their smartphone at the point of sales terminals, they get their salaries through the app and, you know, they don't deal with uh, waiting for wire transfers or for the bank to, you know, deposit their money. They're they're really, you know, far ahead of us in that respect. So he sees the potential of, you know, crypto perhaps become becoming the currency for a cashless society. Yeah. Now, not only that, but they have WeChat over there. And WeChat, which literally means micro message, they call it WeChat, which is micro message. And that, that's that's developed by Tencent, which is another one of China's largest companies. And over there, like they use Tencent, they use that the, the WeChat app just to send money back and forth. It's really easy to send money with that platform. And it's not a crypto app. It's just they're sending they're sending fiat back and forth. So with the fact that they are nearly cashless, China is nearly ca- America is so far away from being cashless. And, uh, you know, but as we move forward in this in this digital age, obviously, to me, that's why it's just like, you know, having been to China, seeing how the you know, and having been to Japan and seeing how people are using digital money and how the how the East is always ahead of the West when it comes to some of those adoptions, like like the QR code, they were way ahead texting TRT9 texting. They were way ahead of us. And uh, and so it's just one of those key indicators that said, mm hmm, digital money, cryptocurrencies is the obviously the evolution of money. And here you have one of the richest people in the East saying, you know what, he's seriously keeping an eye on this because blockchain and, and Bitcoin, you know, has the has the potential to to establish that cashless society, which 
China's already near. It, it's a fad. It, uh, speaking yeah, of also, more proof of faddishness. Mm-hmm. So faddish. Uh, also a fad, uh, the Winklevoss twins. <laughs> They're um, a fad. Crypto giant Gemini. <laughs> you, you guys are so uh, 2016. Come on. <laughs> You guys, no, you guys are so 2004. Uh, but they've re- they've they've reinvented themselves, and you know what? I like them way more than I like the Zuck bot uh, over there at Facebook. Uh, and, uh, so, and you know, and then I was ch- we were chatting with some of the folks from Gemini at the uh, the LinkedIn, or excuse me, uh, talking with some of the Gemini folks there at the Litecoin uh, Foundation Summit that we went to, and they said they're big fans of us over there at Gemini. So if you're working at Gemini, we love you guys. We love the Winklevoss twins. We'd love to have one or both of them on the show they're probably really busy so just one well, it has to be uh, whichever to be one both. is the most handsome they're uh, they're they're co-joined right it needs to be both all right you know what one or the other just one of the one of the winkle you could just be one of the winkles that's fine with this. but they actually hired a former wall street coo to head the operations over there at gemini and they hired janine hightower uh Salito, and she is going to be the managing director in charge of operations over there and she has done a lot of stuff in the the Wall Street world, and now she's jumping on over to the crypto world. And we're seeing—I think she was at the at Nasdaq or something, or she was though she was the chief operating officer at the International Securities Exchange, and uh, then they uh, before it was acquired by Nasdaq. So very interesting. Yeah, it's a fad. It's a fad. Yeah, the people in Wall Street they think it's a fad too, so they're joining. That's, crypto what, that's why they're doing it. Uh, now this next story here from Blockonomy. I love that it's happening, but what I love most about it is the headline, uh, Blockchain Adoption in Aviation Takes Off. I mean, come on. How do you, you know, that's, that's good. That's mm-hmm. clever. You get, uh, you get one bad mm-hmm. point for that clever headline. The article says that 85% of those in aviation are to be using it by 2021. They, they, they expect whether they're aerospace or defense companies to be using blockchain in their businesses in just three years. Well, I mean, I think it's going to be, you know, there's so many industries that are utilizing blockchain. Now, we've had so many companies that we've chatted with. There's, here's just another example of crypto and blockchain being a fad, mm-hmm. Mr. Jolcom. You know, last week we talked a bunch about Telegram and all the groups that you know we're in on telegram and how if you don't shut all the notifications off that thing will just totally overwhelm you but you may remember that telegram was also going to be rolling out their blockchain platform ton and they are going to be debuting the test version of ton really soon i think uh they just reported this week that it's going to happen they said this autumn and there's not that much you know left to this autumn what do we got a couple months of autumn yeah. uh, in front of us yeah, i think i think it's so interesting because they raised 1.8 billion dollars uh in investments for ton and uh, you know they already have their existing app it's a profitable venture and you know, ton is going to be released here so shortly. So I think that's because uh, they raised a ton of crypto. They did. They did one of the largest raises, if not the largest ever, one point eight billion dollars. Good lord, that's huge. Yikes! Oof. I didn't even get one token. They didn't even want to come on bad crypto or nothing. They had. They wanted nothing. Travis, do you we didn't actually do you remember Adobe them. Flash. <laughs> Adobe Flash. Not only do I know Adobe Flash, Mr. Joel Com, I know ActionScript, or I used to know ActionScript, and I uh, used to teach people how to not only use do- code ActionScript, but JavaScript, and uh, teach people HTML, 
uh, taught them SEO, taught them some of the early early days of uh, social media. Yeah, from like 2005 to 2008, uh, I was a tech trainer, Mr. Joel. Cool story, bro. Uh, well, the reason I ask about Adobe Flash is some people apparently still do use it. And there's a story here on the next web that hackers are hiding crypto mining malware in Adobe Flash updates. Um, they, these guys are they're pretty clever here. So what happens is they've searched through a bunch of these flash updates, which are fake, and they uncovered 113 instances of files with the Adobe Flash Player prefix hosted on non Adobe servers. You know, it's got to come from a legitimate server, and they figured out that these uh, non legit servers are um, Trojan horse installing mining bots for a Monero mining pool. So you could be you could be mining Monero, but not for you. Mm-hmm. Like, sir, are you, you you mine crypto as well? No, I don't. <laughs> oh, yes, you do. <laughs> yes, you do. So, yeah, you know, make sure that uh, you update, I guess I would say, what do you up? What, what's the what's the the the, the fix well, on this? You have to be so using the one that actually came from Adobe's server. You have to make sure that you've you know, downloaded the legit updates from Adobe and not from a, that. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe you need to uninstall everything and start over again. I'm not sure what you need to do to make sure you're clean. Well, because I'm reading through here, it's like I don't see a solution. And you know, having having worked at Semantic for Norton, I'm like, I don't know that that Norton is or some of those other antiviruses are sophisticated enough to realize that there's there's cryptocurrency being mined on the computers yet. I'm not actually not actually seen that so a lot of they're saying that that it's suggested that over two hundred and fifty thousand dollars of monero is being mined through illegitimate browser-based mining scripts every month so and it's all private so we don't know who's mining it or who's doing it because it's untraceable so you know if you do have flash on your computer and you're updating it and make sure it's coming from a legitimate source again yeah good good call by mr joel com go to adobe download it there don't just click on something that says, oh, you need to update Adobe Flash. And that's what a lot of people do. They just click it. Several of you have submitted stories that you want us to consider, including in bad news. And you're certainly welcome to do this. Best way to do it is go to badcryptopodcast.com, click the contact us link, or email us at badcryptopodcast at gmail.com. Or go to the Bad Crypto Mastermind and look for the post asking where you could submit stories. And this week we've got a story that's actually kind of a negative story from Daniel Strom. Thanks, Daniel, for for this. But it just goes to show you that, you know, not everybody is a believer in blockchain. And this story from news.com.au, that's from our friends down under, a leading economist has slammed Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies, saying that they are the mother of all scams. The mother of all scams, and they would say like the mother of all scams or something. They would say it with an accent. But um, yes, what's well, actually the um, the New York University Stern School of Business professor of economics, Noriel Robini. So I don't actually know how he would. I don't know what what nationality he is to to assume. I don't want to assume. He his sounds accent, Irish. He sounds but, Irish. Uh, he's often. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. He's often referred to as Doctor Doom for correctly predicting financial crises, and he's been a long-term critic of digital currencies. 
And he says now that the cryptocurrency market has gone into a crypto apocalypse as the mother and father of all bubbles has now gone hmm. bust. I don't think he Clearly. understands. I don't think this I don't think this means what you think it means, Mr. Rubini. I don't think you understand what crypto is oh. about. Scammers, swindlers, criminals, charlatans, insider whales, and carnival barkers tapped into the clueless retail investors' FOMO and took them for a ride, selling them and dumping them on scammy, crappy assets at the peak that when it went into a bust and crash in a matter of months like you have not seen in any history of any financial bubbles. Mm. Wow. Mr. Nice. Mr. Positive. Wow. Tell us Mr. how you really Positive there. Yeah. Mm. You too can. Yeah. Mm. Well, but there's only 21 million of them. So you know what? When the halvening happens again in 2020, we're going to start seeing what really the deal is because I, I would imagine the price would take off then. Mr. John McAfee has an opinion on that as well. Uh, and we have him on episode 200 coming up here in a couple We do. Of and speaking of 2020, once that happens and people look back and, and if it does indeed go up a bunch at that time, they're going to look back and we're going to say crypto hindsight is 2020. Mm, yeah. Good stuff. I love the cryptos. We love the cryptos. We're having a great time here in Bad Crypto. And we thank you guys, the listeners, for, for being a part of the show, listening, tuning in. And contributing where you can. You know, we'd love for you guys to give us a call. Uh, you know, give us uh, a comment. We can play that on the air. Not only that, but we're going to be doing a Talking Tokens episode soon. So we'd love to hear which token you'd like to like to have us talking about. That phone number is 708-885-9030. Give us a call, mate. We'd love to hear from you. And it's not too late to get your ticket for World Crypticon. The big event is coming up October 31st through November 2nd at the Aria Hotel in Las Vegas. Mr. Travis Wright and I will be hosting the event. We're not putting on the event. The World Crypticon folks, Adam Williams and, and uh, the team there are doing it. Uh, we've been asked to go and be MCs for the keynote sessions and to host the token tank. If you'll go to worldcrypticon.co forward slash bad, you can still save $100 on your ticket. And uh, we've got a bunch of people that are coming out. We're going to have a meetup again. We'll be announcing the time and place for the meetup the week before the event. So you guys know where to meet us. And we're going to look forward to seeing you there. We're two MCs and one DJ. Wiki, 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 what? Stay bad. The Bad Crypto Podcast is a production of Bad Crypto, LLC. The content of the show, the videos, and the website is provided for educational, informational, and entertainment purposes only. It's not intended to be and does not constitute financial, investment, or trading advice of any kind. You shouldn't make any decisions as to finances, investing, trading, or anything else based on this information without undertaking independent due diligence and consultation with a professional financial advisor. Please understand that the trading of Bitcoin's and alternative cryptocurrencies have potential risks involved. Anyone wishing to invest in any of the currencies or tokens mentioned on this podcast should first seek their own independent professional financial advisor. Skibbity wap pa pa, skibbity wap pa 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 pa, skibbity boom boom, <laughs> boom boom ice. Who's bad?